0: Night of the Living Peak. Welcome, hero to the giant sword podcast it is your host this week connor white and to my side are my noble and harry taylor hoyt i'm very excited to be here today and nick wind taylor's a very punny guy hello nick what's up and in the great land up north joins us kathleen
1: hello happy to be here once again yeah yeah, thanks for coming back yeah no anytime and so,
0: uh, we'll jump right into it. Today, we are going to be kind of having a wacky episode. We're, do- this is- we're calling this the top five episode, the ultimate top five episode, mm-hmm. where we have com- compiled five different topics, which we will rattle off our machine gun style top fives for each of us. Uh, we'll-, we'll be doing it individually. So, our five categories that we're going to be doing today are top five uh, vehicles from a JRPG. Very easy uh, category for me, but I guess, Taylor, you had some trouble with that one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I (laughs) think all of us did. I was uh, surprised (laughs) by that, actually. Top five battle systems. Self-explanatory. That was easy. Top five JRPG tropes, which I am delighted to hear your guys Mm -hmm. for. Mm That one will be fun. That one's going to be fun, yeah. And uh, we're going top five Final Fantasy summons. It's very near and dear to our hearts. (laughs) And uh, top five... JRPG storylines, which is kind of more a serious one, but I look forward to hearing what you guys think of that. And then, naturally, in the spirit of the episode, we'll be giving the top five of our five top fives of the episode. Exactly, I can't Just wait for that to troll you, the listener.
2: Uh, and then, are we going to do a little uh, back of the box action at the oh, very yeah. end? And then
0: to finish off the episode with another dose of wackiness, we're going to we're going to be playing uh, the back of the box challenge. But for the first time ever,
2: Connor will be hosting. I will not be hosting.
0: Boom. So, yeah, I'm excited to moderate. I'm I'm excited to
2: actually be able to participate. (laughs) This will be fun.
0: (laughs) All right. So let's jump into this and see if this is entertaining at all or complete trash. A little bit of both, probably. uh, uh, Dude, that's the way we like to do it. Okay. So for top five vehicles, let's go counterclockwise with kathleen imaginary or imaginary <laughs> kathleen sitting right there so you go first
1: me go first top all five, right with your my
0: top five vehicles
1: with my lovely totally not pulled out of nowhere choices all right let's do this
0: boom say it with confidence and it'll sound it'll sound beautiful
1: <laughs> my uh in number five the ship in atelier chalet which you use to travel around the desert sea
0: Mm, yeah. and
1: number four scooters in persona four because i mean <laughs> so many fun things happen because of those scooters right yeah i love can... that
0: that was like a tongue-in-cheek suggestion and you're like oh that's number four right there yeah uh, that's, that's number
2: four well it opens up new areas in the game which aren't even in the original persona so totally exactly. awesome Exactly. there's a sweet little animated cutscene where they're all just cruising on the highway and Teddy's running behind them because yes. he can't fit on a motorcycle. And is it
1: Kenji on a bike behind them, or is that just in the anime? Oh, sure. I,
2: I think he might be, actually, yeah. yeah. I remember right, yeah.
1: No, it was worth a good laugh, so I figured it's got to make it on the list. I love it. In um, number three, it's the Soul Galba in Ease 4 Memories of Celseta. It's technically a dragon, but dragons can be vehicles, too. Oh, no. I, mean, was,
0: I got a dragon talking? on my list, my friend, so you are golden.
1: Alright, sounds good. My number two spot is the Arce in Trails in the Sky. It's a very important airship that uh, you use to get around near the end of the game.
3: Nick, can you speak to that? No, I haven't played Trails in the Sky. No, he hasn't played Trails in the Sky, despite me
1: badgering him constantly. (laughs) Um, And my number one pick boats in ease because for some reason Adol keeps getting on them and keeps getting shipwrecked <laughs> <laughs> hey he's progressing
0: the story right
1: he yeah does, exactly he just
2: doesn't know how to sail he should probably get a a, sa- a captain to navigate for him
1: I think I the only it. time he's survived a ship without uh, getting on a ship without crashing at all is ease 3 Othman Felgana. he just, gets on it twice and no shipwreck
0: Just, just that's it every other time ends in failure yeah exactly uh, that's that's worthy of a number one spot, to be sure. Oh, yes. All right. So, Nick, you want to go next? Okay. So, never mind. That's me. So, <laughs> I'm very proud of my top five vehicle lists. So, you guys were all tripping, but I was on point. So, number five, I got to go Gold Chocobo from FF7 just because it takes so much work to get a Gold Chocobo. Mm-hmm. And once you do get one, you can officially access any place on the entire map. And that means you've officially got Knights of the Round and you are a certified badass son of a gun. So, Gold Chocobo number five. Number four is the Dragonship Destiny from Lunar 2, which it's not that useful because, like, it's giant and can't go through narrow corridors. And it doesn't fly or anything, but it's just extremely cool. Uh, piloted by the White Knight Leo. And uh, coming in at number three is My Dragon. It's Tangri, the uh, the purple dragon, who is your flying mount, in Nino Kuni, where?
2: Oh yeah, it's super good. I, I love that guy. It's uh, <laughs> there is no airship in that game. Uh, I actually, take that back. There is, but there is a no, big in the very, very end. There um, is
0: a big winged wizard.
2: He and he it doesn't just fly around. I believe he like doesn't he like shoot fire or something like that? There's like a a way you can shoot fire or something like
0: that. Something like that. Yeah. I feel Let's like just say yeah, because it sounds cooler. <laughs> Number two, I gotta go Yggdrasil from Xenogears because not only does it take you through sand and then sea and eventually flying through the air as well, you can do all of the above. There's also a ton of story sequences where the Yggdrasil comes up huge and pulls some totally awesome stunts to save the party. And number one, I'm going Ragnarok from Final Fantasy VIII because simply it is a giant red lion themed spiky spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> and uh you can go anywhere on the map with it and once you get it it just basically unlocks an entire new world with a zillion new areas and it's just the best and the music when you're flying around in it is so epic so ragnarok from ff8 he's nice number one. solid i like it don't even have to think about it taylor so to you taylor so that's me Mister okay texty texture boy
2: no so I, you were talking about being possibly inspired by their list i had to look up the name of this vehicle uh so i could add it to my list is okay. what i was doing okay. then you're you're off the to hook. be uh yeah. to be clear so um at number five i have the submarine from final fantasy 7 uh i say that because it it's multifaceted right like you find the key to the ancients. You can fight Emerald Weapon. That's the only way you can can do
0: submarine battles too.
2: That's the other thing. Mm -hmm. You can rack up a ton of GP playing the submarine battles because it's so easy. Mm. Um, And uh, and the Gold Saucer later in the game. So that would be number five. I think this counts as a vehicle, but I'm going to say the rollerblades in Pokemon X and Y. Uh, because you can, ju- they're like in uh, Batman and Robin or whatever, where he they just click their heels and then they just automatically have rollerblades on their shoes or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so like if you're just tired of walking around, like boom, I'm going to click and get on my rollerblades and and they're uh, quick too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they get you around quick, and it's I think it's a little bit more interesting than just bikes, because bikes were in, I think it goes all the way back to red and blue. <laughs> and
0: plus yeah. bikes you had yeah. to like select, to until they got like the, the save system where you could bind a key item to like B or what it, whatever button it was. But right. yeah, the Rollerblades are definitely the best iteration of it. Yeah,
2: that. definitely a big fan of the Rollerblades. So the one last-minute addition I added is the Queen Fury from Legend of Dragon, which is the ship you get from Fletz. And I say Your that... Your favorite th- town. My favorite town. One of my favorite towns. Um, and I say that because there's just a lot of cool character moments that happen on that ship. Like you, d- you don't select it and you're able to travel all around the world with it. But it like plays some pretty interesting parts in the story. Um, like there's cool moments where you're just on like the deck of the ship and you're talking to your party members and stuff like that. Cool and, name too. Yeah. And uh, you eventually crash into the, uh, the ghost ship. So that's another uh, cool part in the game. Uh, number two, Blam Garden. Uh, for anybody that's played Final Fantasy VIII, oh, it yeah. eventually gets up and you're able to move with it. Yeah, uh, it's
0: actually like a giant like Doomsday vehicle for when yeah <laughs> for when the shit hits the fan. Right, you're like, oh, this city is a giant moving structure. What? Yeah, no, it's I
2: I just that is one of my favorite like spaces in the whole game, and the fact that it's also a vehicle is just like extra cool. So, uh.
0: And uh-huh. the fight with Boam Garden and Galbadia Garden is so awesome. Oh, yeah. like Totally p- epic sequence.
2: Uh, yeah, The part when you're like, grabbing on the guy's jetpack and you're like doing little QTEs in the air, like that part's super fun. Yeah. Um, last one I think is a little predictable, but uh, it, uh, yep. it plays a big impact in the game. And uh, it's just pretty, pretty fun. The high wind from yeah. Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> I always knew you were
0: a big high wind guy, so...
2: Uh yeah, big definitely a big high wind fan. Um, you know you can store your chocobas on there. I like the music; it's very like fun and happy and jolly, and it just it was, it's able to get you around the world.
0: And plus, pretty uh, fast. if you held that one combination of buttons, you could like fly sideways. Yeah, that's right. I remember <laughs> we figured
2: that out. You're like literally like sideways going forward. It Doesn't make any sense, but freaking hilarious. So yeah, that's uh, we my top five vehicles. Nickel end over in there at the end. What uh, what do you have?
0: Rattle here? them off. let All go right.
2: On. So, number five
3: is going to be the Granis Saber from or Granis saber from uh, Grandia 2. It's um, the thing you're looking for pretty much the entire game. And you're always thinking it's like this giant, like this awesome looking sword because it has saber in it, saber in the name. But it turns out to be this giant flying sword
0: giant it's a it's a sword. giant flying sword <laughs> really
3: yeah wow <laughs> this is hilarious and i just i thought it was really cool you get, really end funny.
0: up using it as a vehicle
3: uh you kinda it's like you know in grandia you, there's no world map or anything like that mm-hmm. so it is a vehicle that you fly but
0: that you know, counts yeah that checks out so
3: that that that, that made, that's funny uh number four the tricycle from tales
2: of destiny <laughs> Dude,
3: that should be number one. How did I forget about
0: that? <laughs> well, so I'll
2: explain to me where you find this in the game. Okay,
3: I don't remember how you... You, like, talk to this lady who tells you to do it's something. It's the most obscure side quest
0: yeah. of all time. It's one of those things where if you didn't have a specialized guide for it, you would never, ever, ever stumble upon yeah, it. So you,
3: okay. like you talk to this lady, and then she tells you to talk to this random person, and this random person's in, like, a random town. And okay. then... You go back you like you like get this like ticket and you go back to her and then she gives you this tricycle and you're like what the hell's a tricycle and you go out, and you what it is is you go to the the world map and you equip it and Stan is now on a tricycle and he goes at like a snail's pace, <laughs> but there's no random battles oh that's at funny
0: all. but it's just so ridiculous to see your hero just like in a big wheel pedaling <laughs> around the <a> world saving civilization <laughs> yeah. oh wow it's that's so
3: pretty
2: funny. funny I like <laughs> it.
3: Uh, number three, the White Knight from White Knight Cardinals. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> even though the game is crap, the White Knight's cool concept. So, I mean, it's a giant freaking mech. I mean, giant, Do giant I to, knight. Does Nicker even need to say more? Cool yeah. idea, boring game. Boring yep. game. Yep. Um, the f- number four or number two is the Van Alicia, I think that's what he said, or the Van Alita. I don't know. How that really, it's a weird name uh, from Tales of De- uh, Tales of Destiny Two. Or Tales of Eternia. it's the ship that you get. It's first a like pirate ship and then you could upgrade it to um Do you fly? No, it's always a pirate ship. And then you could get like add ons for going underwater and you could find like secret caves underwater to find Ooh, secrets. That's neat. Ooh. And but you have to find the upgrades through via side quest. And then there's another one where it becomes like flying ships that you could fly around. And that's another side quest. So you could like God damn. up so you could upgrade the ship. And um you could also get like you know a store. You could buy a store to be into the ship, or buy like an inn so you can heal on your ship. It's really cool because you just like you know you could just customize the ship to do stuff. So I, I thought that was a that was a cool addition to Tales of Destiny two.
0: And at number one,
3: number one, the Draconis. From Tales
0: of Destiny. Dude, I had a feeling that was <laughs> I mean it is a giant flying dragon.
3: It's a giant flying dragon, Does but Is it like alive or something? Yeah, it's kinda it's like it's like sentient, I think. sentient? It's like yeah. like, like, like uh like the Sordians.
0: But the way it's introduced too, how you start the game You start on the game it, on it and, and you end up getting it later like as a stowaway and end up getting it later so good. Yeah, like
3: it gets taken over by monsters and then crashes, and then you find it and gets repaired, and you can use it now. It's nice. cool. comes full circle. Yeah, in the remake, there's actually two dragons that you get. Oh, one's wow. the Draconis, and one's the one that you uh, just... It's, I don't even know what it's called, but it's like a mini-dragon that flies around the world, but the Draconis is meant to go into
0: the... Oh, uh, ethersphere, S- Sphere. yeah. yeah. So well, that, Non-Tales of Destiny players would be like, whatever that means, but uh, <laughs> that does it <laughs> for top five vehicles, so let's... Let's scurry on along here. Uh, so for top five battle systems, this should be a hot one.
2: Yeah, I think we're gonna have varied,
0: so really if varied. to kick it off? We'll go counterclockwise we, from there. Yeah. Do we
2: want to just go back? Start with Nick and go back around the way we yeah, came. Sure. Yeah, sure. That's good. All right. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha.
3: Back in
0: the spotlight,
3: son. <laughs> well, I, I wonder what you guys think the first one is.
0: Uh, well, you're gonna start at five. I am gonna so. start at five.
3: Number five: Shadow Hearts Covenant. Mm, okay, it has okay. a great
0: battle system. Skill, it's super it has skill-based elements, skill, customizable skill-based elements, skill-based
3: elements in everything, even your items. So if you mess up, like you have an item, you're just like, okay, I just did an item. You throw your controller down. You're not going to use your item because you forgot to do the little mini game that you have to do. I've done that multiple times. Yeah, <laughs> well,
0: it's, it keeps it. It makes it way more engaging. I yeah,
3: say. so you're always like constantly engaged with the battle. It's really good. I, I love that battle system. Uh, number four. Final Fantasy Tactics. Mm. Mm.
0: Gotta love me some strategy I RPG. I actually just think that doesn't require explanation. Yes. I know. <laughs>
3: just, I, one of the best strategy RPG battle systems ever made. Let's just yeah. say that.
0: Let's just say you might, you might hear that name again yeah. at some point. <laughs> Number three. Grandia. Also gone over that on the last episode. Yes. Grandia
3: has a really great battle system. It's usually the same for every game, so that's what's awesome about it because it's that good. Yeah, it doesn't do have it,
0: it keeps it stays fresh yes. through the different iterations. Oh, it's the best. Um,
3: number four, Trails of Cold Steel. What do you mean, number two? Number two, yeah, number two. <laughs> keep saying. <laughs> yeah, you' keep doing. Yeah, you're you're <laughs> <definitely clapping laughs> in the yeah. background there. Trails of Cold Steel, great battle system. It has one the of your
0: favorite g- RPGs of all time, from what I can tell. About.
3: Yes, it is really good. Uh, great characters, I'm great battle it system. Taking
0: with me today. All right, <gasps> today, It's going down. Nice. Yeah.
3: It starts up like you know how every game does. It's, it has that awesome hook, and then it starts slow because you have to build up the characters. But mm-hmm. once you get once you get past that, it's great. I love that. Um, really good battle system. It has like it's like a grid. Ba- it's like a grid based kind of style battle system.
0: You already have me. And uh, it's not, <laughs> but there's no grid, so it's yeah, like, kind of like it.
3: Like you move your characters around, and then like
0: kinda like Lunar, how you can't see the grid, but it's a grid. Yeah, like
3: that. But 3D. Um, and um, it has it has like something called linking, where you can link your characters. So if you like do a critical hit. Uh, your character, your character that you're linked with, could do like a follow-up hit with them, or if you if, if you save it up, you could do like a burst where like all your characters attack at the same time. It's it's so awesome, and the, like <laughs> you y- you have links with your characters that you earn on like the the story parts of the game, where you increase your social link. The more your social link goes up, the more abilities they have. So it's g-
0: kind of like Valkyria Chronicles, right? The PS3 game.
3: Kinda, yeah. It's um, oh man, I had it. I knew there was one like it. That I had on the top of my head, but if it, like for for, like you get hit and the k- linked character has like a healing, so it heals you. He heals, mm-hmm. she heals you, and stuff like that. But the g- deep. yes, it's really good game, really good battle system. And number one, Tales of Destiny remake. <laughs> 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 enough it, said. Enough said. I have a
0: feeling it will be recurring throughout your lists.
3: You guys, or you guys, your listen- listeners need to see that battle system. It is the greatest. It's awesome talking
0: to Ben Moore about that Uh, (laughs) the week or the podcast before this one. Yes. Well, uh, so Taylor?
2: So mine is going to be all over the place. Um, But uh, number five, I have Bravely Default. Um, I just like that idea. Uh, It's like so strategic that you can store up extra turns or take extra turns. If you're like, man, we're really screwed. I need to take a couple extra turns to heal up. Or it's like okay, I can afford to like not take a turn, a few turns in a row to storm up and do a big attack. So that's cool. I just I like that the yeah, the strategy behind that.
3: I'm mm-hmm. lucky you like that because that's in Persona Five now. Wait, really? Um, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, oh wow. T- that's T- awesome! We're T- 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 <laughs> so pumped right now.
0: Holy crap!
2: <laughs> wow, th- this will like, merge
3: it's with like, something else. It's called like pass the baton, so you like you make them take your turn. So oh like, wow, that's
2: cool. Okay, wow, he got me really that's excited. So
0: neat. He has like the most genuine big toothy <laughs> smile.
3: right <laughs> so, now. I, I, I kind of ruined the surprise for you. Sorry,
2: am uh, whatever. And that makes me hyped toward you more. Happened <laughs> <laughs> organically. Um, uh, number four, I replaced this at the last second because I wasn't sure if this counted. But I, I'm gonna. I also put Final Fantasy Tactics number mm-hmm. four uh yeah i don't know if we really have to talk about it but i just you know the customization the how you the the strategy obviously i mean that's the name of the genre but but honestly Tactics super good uh this one might come as a surprise but at number three i have tokyo mirage sessions um really and Damn, I, s- I
1: thought i was going to be the only one with that on my list and,
2: and I, I say that because it's a better iteration of the persona system so persona the way it typically works right it's like if you hit an enemy that's weak to your attack you're able to do a super attack or you get to attack twice. Um, what's really cool about Tokyo Mirage sessions is that you can just keep chaining. Like, if the more characters they get and the more abilities you unlock, you can, like, weaken an enemy. And then, like, five or six more characters can attack in a row. Um, I think
1: the longest session I've had is, like, 20.
2: Dang, that's insane. I didn't know it could loop back around like that.
0: Well played.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, you get these special attacks later on in the game and they can... In some instances, restart the session. Wow! So I was, I got two of those, and I was like, "Wow, I, I didn't know." And I never got it that much ever again. But it was like that one time. I was like, "Damn, I got a twenty session." I feel proud of myself.
2: That's super cool. And, and the other thing I like too is that on the top of the screen, you always know the order of who's going to attack. Like in turn-based battles, that's something that always kind of annoys me. Is like, okay, am I going to attack next? And I guess that's part of the strategy. But I, I like having all the information. So not only. The chaining. Like a,
0: like, without even having to look at a menu, it's already there.
2: Exactly. And the last point I'll say is you're able to switch in characters at any time, like, except the main character. But like if you have okay. uh, some character out and they're just really weak to what the enemy's doing, you can swap them out and it doesn't cost you a turn. You can swap them out and they can attack that turn. Um, so it's just a really flexible, fun system. So yeah, definitely love Tokyo Mirage sessions. Um, number I'm, I'm hoping that ca- carries over to Persona 5. Yeah, me too. I, I think it probably will. Uh, number two I have E7 um, and the way I praise yeah e7 is uh, is pretty solid it's uh, an action RPG kind of hack and slashy like you're running around the map and you're attacking in real time
0: I've heard Diablo comps before
2: uh, yeah definitely compared to Diablo like enemies will drop potions and you'll get healed like immediately. Um, the boss battles are just so much fun they're not I wouldn't call them epic but there's so much strategy of like dodging and blocking at the right second and saving up your super move um, for the right time and uh, yeah it's just really fun flexible I I could just grind on that all day it's just super fun Uh, it sounded like Kathleen you wanted to add something
1: no 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 I I mean like I had a hard time picking between 7 and the one I actually put on my list Um, Mm. and yeah it was just it was so much fun playing 7 I love that game
2: And my number one, I think this might shock Nick, but my favorite battle system in any JRPG is Tales of Exilia 2. Um, Yeah.
0: I did not know what to expect, but it was not that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I didn't expect that either.
2: So I love it. Just God, it's so much fun. Like, that is the one major redeeming quality of that game. So the main character has three different, like, forms. He has, like, his sword gun mode or dagger gun mode then he has like his hammer and then i can't remember what the other thing is but he he can basically switch between um the weapons he's equipped with and just the moves that you can pull off and how you can switch on the fly is super fun uh you have these these team up attacks when you weaken the enemy at the right time you can team up with a party member and do like a double team attack uh he has this mode where he can go like super saiyan essentially and just destroys people um and much like Tokyo Mirage Sessions you can swap in characters on the fly. I love any game that's that sounds flexible awesome. enough that you can do that with. So um and why do you not like Tales of the It's not like that. <laughs> this, they have all this weird merging thing and stuff like that. So um yeah, that's my favorite. Tales of Xillia too. Nice. So Connor.
0: That was that makes me want to like, boy, that game, which is something I've never been able to say before. Uh, <laughs> uh worth it for the combat. No dis though. Uh so for me Number five for me is Lunar, and uh, as in number one or number two, because the battle systems are essentially Pretty similar, identical. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's basically just uh, the pinnacle of 8-bit turn-based RPG combat, which is saying a lot considering games like Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy VI and V are out there, mm-hmm. but uh, I'd say Lunar is definitely the best. The just... Oh, I'll just leave it at that. It's it's simplistic by in nature, but extremely complicated in execution in the best and most engrossing way. So, uh, anyways, number four is Nino Kuni, which is a mm. game that we uh, you know we loud a lot on this podcast. So mm-hmm. uh, the switching between all your different little uh, what are they called again?
2: I don't know if they call them f- familiars. Familiars, or, yeah. All your
0: different familiars between your your hero itself. Uh, Oliver and uh, the other characters are like much different than the familiars and have different capabilities. And the boss battles are just epic and Nino Kuni.
3: It's it's what I think Pokemon should become. <coughs> a
0: little bit more, yeah, action-y. totally. It yeah. was like a more yeah. sophisticated kind of Pokemon idea. Uh, number three is Final Fantasy XII, just because of its insane depth and the amount of things that you can make happen at once, with like the Baldur's Gatey like pauseable combat. If that's what you like. <coughs> Pardon me. That's what I like a lot. And I haven't even gotten all the way into Final Fantasy XII. I haven't beat it yet. But the fact that it's already number three, I think, says everything that needs to be said. Number two is Legend of Ligeia. Mm. Because it has, it's a PS1 RPG, for those who haven't heard of it, whose combat system was inspired by fighting games, but it's still turn based. So you make these, like, hand to hand combat combos with the directional buttons chained together, say, like, up, right, left, down, down, you know to chain together like these three blow combos and you can just it's really really deep and you have this ap bar where you could charge up and make your bar longer so you could do like an eight or nine hit (laughs) combo and it was just i've never really seen anything like it like that so i just kind of have to give it the credit it deserves with the number two ranking there and uh, i enjoy watching it yeah legend of a gay is recommended to anybody totally overlooked on the ps1 and number one is Final Fantasy Tactics. <laughs> Duh. And I pass it to you. All right, Catherine, um, you must hold the torch.
1: Yes, holding the torch. All right, uh, my number five is Radiant Historia. Boom. It's. It's yes. a turn-based game where you're kind of on a grid and you can knock enemies into a single spot and just do massive amounts of damage on them. And I really find that fun and strategic.
0: I love when you can knock them into the air and then have your other character knock them down. In this- yes. Oh, dude.
1: Yes. No, it, it's such a fun game. And I mean, the music's great, too, so that helps. In fact, I think all of these games have great music. That's what. <laughs> that, that's
0: what Radiant history is such a sad game, though. It's like so hard to play sometimes. Like it is, downer. although I
1: will admit there was a one particular bad ending that had me laughing so hard i i thought i was gonna break something because it was just so so funny but other than that yeah the game's heartbreaking yeah yeah fabulous um,
0: battle system though
1: yeah number four. Oh man all of these are like just number ones um okay let's right? go with hmm?
0: i said right i totally agree it could like almost be in any order
1: yeah um, okay. I'm going to go with, uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions, uh, hashtag FE because, oh my God, that battle system is so much fun. I was so sad when I beat that game. Cause it's like, but now I'm not going to get to play the battle system anymore. And there's probably <laughs> never going to be a sequel. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's always a, a great, but horrible feeling. Cause you know, yeah. it's so good, but it's, it's like you spent it.
1: I figure I can try a Lunatic uh, difficulty run, but uh, I have a feeling I'll get frustrated and probably quit halfway through, but I, it's just its <laughs> such a fun game. Oh man, okay, uh, next let's go with, uh, for number three, Trails of Cold Steel. Like Nick said, it's great, it's fast-paced, you got these bursts and rushes, and the abilities are doled out slowly over the course of the game so you never feel overwhelmed with all these options. Which I like, and I also like that on a second playthrough, all the options are available right at the start. Boom. So that's that's kind of handy. That's really
3: funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's one shot everything. Yeah. You, you do please. like one of the, like the final spells to like a m- little tiny character. It's hilarious.
1: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like okay, maybe maybe this is overkill, but eh, whatever, let's do it. Number two, uh, ease 4, memories of Celseta. I just the mm. controls are so smooth with that game. And the flash guard system, which kind of slows down time if you time a guard perfectly, which allows you to maybe get around a boss that has been giving you trouble. And I just I love being able to time things well and execute flawlessly. That's probably my favorite thing in games.
0: You also kind of worded that really cool. <laughs> what you time making? it well and execute it flawlessly. Like, <laughs> kind of got me pumped up. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> it's a great Vita game. Everyone who has a Vita should uh, really give it a shot. And my number one, even though it's not my favorite uh, Tales of game, Tales of Graces F has mm. probably my favorite battle system. Because I've right? never played a game where guarding feels so integral to the system because it uh, bumps up, I believe, your AP, I think it's called. It's been a while since I've played Your but CC. Oh
0: the same CC? thing in Tales of Destiny Remake. Uh, there it is again.
1: Yep. Yeah, names. you got to mention it. But yeah, it's just it was so much fun. And I I felt like I had a bit more control than in a lot of the other uh, Tales of Games. So yeah, that's my number one.
0: Marvelous. Uh, Well, get ready to fire off again, because now going the opposite direction, (laughs) we get possibly my favorite top five of the day. Top five JRPG tropes. Oh,
2: this will be really interesting. I think
0: so. We are going to have to pick up the pace a little bit just because I didn't realize how long these were going to take. Oh wow! Yeah. Take, but uh, yes, this is this will be fantastic. You have the floor.
1: Me again? Yes. All righty. My number five is the old hermit in a town who is actually a powerful wizard and or swordsman. Yes. Mm.
0: He always has I, a really I, rare, rare powerful weapon for you exactly. at some point.
1: And it's like he's just this old guy that everybody thinks is crazy. I, I, oh, I love that character. One. They always end up being <laughs> oh, my favorite
0: ones. My God. I knew I could count on you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Happy to help. Um, my number four is not actually the chosen one. So like you... Th- when characters are the chosen one it's like whatever but i love withstand. when they're not actually the chosen one they just kind of stumble into all this right
0: yeah nick is just dying over here because his favorite game of all time that's the exact protagonist oh my god yeah Where the, well, the that, person that's who that's said true. you told him he was the chosen one the entire game at the very end goes dude i just needed your help man you were the closest guy i really, <laughs> really hate to break it to you dude that's not funny special. wow <laughs> Ah, oh, so beautiful.
1: Alright. My number three is a pretty common one, but it's also a very common one in my favorite game series, so I feel like I have to mention it. Amnesia. Yes. Yes.
2: Of
0: course. Naturally. Yeah. Uh,
1: um, and then number two is the MacGuffin from childhood that ends up being the key to saving the universe. Uh, this is something from Tales of Fantasia, where you got this little orb and it breaks uh, free Dahos. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. Or like Legend of Dragoon, you have this mysterious stone that your father left you and it yeah. ends up, you know, being the dragon stone that <laughs> allows you to turn into a dragoon. <laughs> yep, grandio with the spirit stone your dad left you. Oh, so <laughs> so good.
1: Alright, and my number one, of course, because my favorite games are Ease games, the red headed hero, also prevalent in Chrono Trigger and there's a couple of other games with red headed main characters. So yeah. Uh
0: Tales it's, of the Abyss. Yep. He's got a crazy mop on his head. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he does.
1: Uh but yeah, so that's my five. Cool. Solid.
0: Solid.
2: I love that Hermit one. That was really good
0: actually. Yeah, that's uh I wish I thought of that one. Okay, so I guess that comes to me. Uh, Okay, so at number five, mine is uh, the giant evil corporation that is oppressing the world. (laughs) Okay. And I finished all of mine in caps, by the way, so I'll be enunciating (laughs) all of them exactly like that. Perfect. Uh, You know, like like Shinra, or uh, I could think of multiple examples of just, you know. Yep. Anyways, at number four is, uh, as I'm sure we'll see on all of our lists, the protagonist who can't remember his tortured past. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Uh of course, obviously, like Cloud Strife comes to mind. He's almost the most classic example. Or Fei Fong Wong from Xenogears. Yep. Also classic. No memory before age sixteen. Okay, so at number three, uh a nihilistic slash angry slash unloved dude wants to blow everything up. <laughs> yep. And you have to obviously Acquire Stop. great power and blow him up. Yep. Uh, number two, there's a spooky mist that makes bad stuff happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, That's a good one, yeah. There's various forms of bad stuff that the mist will make happen. <laughs> yep. The games I think of are like uh, Legend of Wigeia. Final, Final Fantasy Nine. Final Fantasy IX. And uh, even like Tales of the Abyss, you know, there's that... Uh, miasma. The The mi- miasma, yeah. So you know that darn spooky mist man gets me every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and number one, my favorite JRPG trope of all time: the protagonist is actually a clone.
2: Ooh. Oh yeah. yeah,
0: I can. Uh, <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> I can think of three games off the top of my head that do that. So that's enough to be a trope for me. Fair enough. Uh, the, the most famous, of course, being Final Fantasy uh, Seven. Seven. Yeah, oh. totally uh
2: all right mine are uh, pretty generic but i think my top one's a little bit interesting so uh number five uh your childhood friend becomes your love interest Um, that that happens a lot (laughs) i mean legendary dragoon final fantasy 7 uh the list i mean technically final fantasy 8 even if you go back to the orphanage or whatever yeah um totally this one is not in a ton, but like you said, if it's in at least three games, I think it counts as a trope. I'm going to say the Ghost Ship. So yeah, we, we have one totally, in Legend totally. of Dragoon. We have one in Chrono Cross. And I think there's also one in no Ni Cooney, if I remember right. Damn, that's a good and, one. One. and there's one in Grandia. And in Grandia, yeah. Yeah, so Ghost Ship is... Who thought
0: of this topic again? <laughs> I love this topic. <laughs> You're promoted. Yep.
2: <laughs> um, let's see. Number three is Burned Hometown. Uh, mm-hmm. Happens a lot. Do I, I don't know if uh, I... Legend
0: of to... Dragoon comes to mind yeah. first. Seven. Yeah. I mean,
2: Nibelheim hey. was, no, was... mine. Burned, burned or whatever, hometown. yeah. Quote, unquote. Um, so, yeah, Burned Hometown. Uh, number two, we already talked about Amnesia. Happens yeah. a lot. I
0: mean, it's so classic.
2: Yeah. Uh, number one is the fighting tournament. And Ooh. at some point oh, yes. in a JRPG, you'll just... It's some, something that happens in the middle of the game, and there is a fighting tournament. You may or may not fight your rival in the final bout or whatever. Uh, and I love in Legendary Dragoon, like, even if you lose, you automatically just win because the other guy cheated or something.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think yeah, there's yeah. one in Xenogears, Gears, isn't there? There's one in Wunar 2, there's one in Xeno Gears.
3: Uh, there's always one in Tails. What's funny is that in mm-hmm. so
0: many of these games, you're like a young kid mm-hmm. at the time of the tournament, and you just come in and like whip the asses of all these yep. hardened, like, fighting tournament veterans. Like, yep. You know, I'll just. I'll suspend that.
1: He's never lost before. Oh no, a sixteen-year-old child. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. he has a magic sword. Ah, oh, I'm
1: <laughs> defeated. No. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, that was my Dude, number one. That's that number one was a s- solid. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: All right, Nick. What do you got?
0: <laughs> he, it looks like he's doing some last-minute <laughs> yeah, adjustments. His list. He's altering so his cou- list. Couple last-minute okay, adjustments
2: so here.
3: My first, my uh, number five childhood friend. He's a love interest. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, number four. Young teen heroes, mm-hmm. they're okay. always 15, 16. I know, right? Yeah. Isn't that weird? And they always yeah.
0: look and act way older, and then you look in, like, the instruction manual as the bios, and it's like, Cloud Strife, 15 and a half. Yeah, and you're like, like uh, okay. what?
1: <laughs> That's actually why I like Ease so much, because Adol gets o- older with each game, and, like, even by E's 6, I think he's 26. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. he's actually older. And That's
3: awesome. That. That, that is actually pretty cool. All Shouts right, these. so number three... The main character that's ma- uh, that's mysteriously a master at his craft. <laughs> mm. <laughs>
0: that's so it's every game though. <laughs> that's the tropiest trope of all time. Yep. Like why does the main character just whoop ass? Yeah. Yeah. You know? He's just the strongest kid ever from that one village. Yep. Uh number two.
2: High school. Oh yes, there's a lot yeah. of high school JRPGs for sure.
0: Sorry about your uh, it's eardrums, it's by a, the way. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh
3: My first, my number one, the magical young girl with amnesia, who's a god and is the childhood friend of the main character, and is the reason their town is destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all wrapped <laughs> up in one. <laughs>
0: wow, well, I'm gonna need some. Uh, I'm gonna need some backup on that one. Some, <laughs> some examples.
2: Well, I want to say Sophie from Grace's F, no? Mm. She doesn't uh, quite fall into that she category. Doesn't quite
0: fall under Lucia that. Lucia from Lunar 2 satisfies like 3 of the 4 criteria of that trope.
1: <laughs> yep. a Character for me 7 who qualifies for a couple of those. What, what about the freakies that I can
0: even think of a few that are close to that? I know, right? <laughs> what about the the the
3: young space girl from uh, Star Ocean 5? Uh, oh yeah, same yeah. thing.
0: Classic young space girls, dude. <laughs> Magical young <girls. laughs> uh well, dude, that that was fabulous. So, moving on to one. This one should be actually pretty quick by comparison. Mm-hmm. The top five Final Fantasy summons. Yeah, mine.
3: I don't have an, a lot of Final Fantasy
0: knowledge, but I
3: know these summons. You can just
0: toss them out. It's basically you can pick on the the grounds which is coolest. <laughs> yeah. So, no. Number five. Mm-hmm. Moogle. Moogle. <laughs> <The> most <laughs> useless. Summon nice How tactics. You <laughs> if you have a high faith score, you can heal like 90 HP with that summon. <laughs> so much. <laughs> I'll have uh, you know.
3: Number uh, two, or number four, Titan. Yep, oh, Titan. 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 Classic. Yep. Giant, muscly giant, dude Yep. from li- the depths of the earth. <laughs> Either flips the ground onto the enemy, or, is just awesome. or just like tackles Body the ground. Body
0: slams into the ground. Yep. And mm-hmm. yeah. Uh,
3: number three, Ifrit classic yeah classic yep, yep. it's
0: yep. freaking devil fiery death from the skies yep, yep.
3: uh number f- number two leviathan mm. i always thought leviathan Ooh, was awesome yeah because like it floods the entire he's underrated fl- yeah He floods sure. the entire map and then he just lets out a squeal and bam yep <whistles> yep um and then from final fantasy 7 neil bahamut for number one, for number really? one, nice. Yeah, the that's
0: f- the middle Bahamut of the three that are available. The one,
3: I, I, it's the one that lifts the thing off the oh, ground yeah, yeah, and then yeah, shoots yeah. it because that animation yeah. is so sick. Yeah. Uh, I remember the only thing reason I remember it is because it was you Tifa had it in the demo. Oh yeah, when you're in like mid, oh, you're yeah. in your At <laughs> the beginning of the game. So it's like, yeah. it's like it's like it's like I summon. It's like what does this do? And he's like lifts like these the characters. I'm like, what's going on? Yeah, the the enemies, <laughs> dragon the comes, just
0: levitate into the sky and yeah. just. Uh, <laughs> Yep. <laughs> the dragon just destroys it.
3: But yeah, that those are my top
0: 5. All right. Classy. Classy. Um mm-hmm. All right,
2: number 5, uh I got Titan as well. Uh yeah, just Which badass way? looks like it plays a pretty big role in 15. Pretty much brute force. Yep. Uh number 4, I also have Leviathan. I was I like anything watery, so I had to make sure I gave uh, Leviathan some love. Uh number 3, I have Odin, uh just because mm. it can either do a lot of singular damage or like just completely kill everything in one hit which right. is pretty badass
0: well, do you remember how odin works in ff8 it's so cool you never get to control him but once you get him oh like it's he, just random he right randomly yeah, shows up that's at right. the beginning of a fight and just instantly kills the enemies and it can happen yep. in any random battle like no matter how hard the enemies are yeah so there's been times where i was like in a dungeon like oh no like you know i'm like low on health low on items <coughs> pardon me the whole nine yards and I get in a random battle with this really tough enemy, and for a second I'm like, no! And all of a sudden mm-hmm. it starts raining, and yes. Odin walks up. I'm like, yes! Thank you! Cuts yeah. Him in half yeah. You get the
2: experience. So awesome. My
0: favorite Odin
3: is uh, in Midgar on Final, uh, Super Smash Brothers. And he.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, uh, dude, in, in FF9, Odin is like, in the story, too. Remember Queen Bronze summons him to, oh, that's right, yeah. to do what he does in Clara?
2: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Awesome um, FMV sequence. So number two, I have a very specific reason for picking this, and it's Phoenix, and I like Ooh. Phoenix because you can combo it in seven with uh, final, final Attack, attack. Yeah. and then it just you just rez. So like if you die, if like you get wiped out, and somebody has Final Attack paired with S- Phoenix, you'll just do damage and you get brought back to life. Right, because so. when you
0: cast Phoenix. It- automatically revives all party members so mm. if you have it cast on death then every time you die yeah boom
2: yeah so i just thought that was just a neat combo and it's cool little sparkly animation mm-hmm. um but my favorite final summon is alexander um just in every it seems like alexander gets more badass as the series goes on like he's like a
0: he's basically like a giant robotic monolith castle thing right but yeah he's, but he's holy element so he, you like to think he's like righteous and stoic
2: Mm-hmm. um yeah and then he plays a pretty big role in Nine's story specifically. So uh yeah, Alexander, pretty cool badass summon.
0: I like that they have some crazy ways that they interpret him in some of the games. Like his summon animations like you like you know, this big like m- robot castle thing pops out of the ground. It's like 80 stories tall and then it's like arms fold out into big guns like, or whatever. launchers <laughs> yeah. and shoots like these holy, you know, ways energy beams or whatever. Mm-hmm. Pretty crazy sequences. Alright
2: Connor, lay it on us. Oh
0: yeah, that was the last one. Okay, so <laughs> my top five is my uh, or number five, pardon me, is Diablos from Final Fantasy VIII just mm. because he's only one of the only summons I could think of that's just a straight up demon, evil, bad guy. Yeah. And his like, his uh, summoning sequence is basically him just like casting like an unholy like ritual. And
2: Yeah, I like he, the way it
0: comes down. It's like... Yeah, you guys know I'm a big metalhead, so I'm into that kind of stuff. Sure. Number four is Ramu because Mm. in Final Fantasy IX, he's a character also who you talk to and interact with. Yeah, it's really cool. But he's just a classic holdfast in all Final Fantasies—the wise old man of thunder on the mountain. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number three is Atomos, who's not in all Final Fantasies. He's—I think he's only in uh, five or six, and/or six and uh, Final Fantasy IX. And in Final Fantasy IX, he's in the story where he's, like, basically the giant mouth, and he just, like, sucks everything in, destroys, like, you know, just, like, damn, like a s- outer space vacuum, basically, sure. you know? Sure, yeah. And, like, I'll show you a movie sequence with him, and it's just, like, insane looking. Three is atomos, so two is Doom Train. Yes. A, a because it's nice. kind of a ridiculous concept. Just <laughs> yeah. this really evil train full of diseases and bad stuff that, yeah. Hits you because reasons. Yeah. Doom <laughs> Train's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really hard to get him in Final Fantasy eight, too, so he's kind of like a badge of, you know, veteranhood if you if you have him on your file. Totally. And number one is Bahamut. Just mm, because yeah. he's he's basically just the man of all the summons, you know? Mm. He's just the guy. The big kahuna, the head honcho, and pretty much all the Final Fantasies. So yeah. I gotta pay my respects and give him the number one spot. Classic. Sounds good.
1: And Kathleen so, uh, comes to you. My turn. Um, so I don't have, I haven't played a lot of Final Fantasy games. So most of these are from 10, if not all of these are from 10. That's um, all good. Ixion is my number five. Because, I mean, come on, who, who doesn't love a, a lightning bolt shooting unicorn? I, I love thing. that. Yep. Um, number four is uh, Ifrit or Ifrit. I'm not entirely mm. sure how to say it. Because, um, oh, I mean, Ifrit. again, Fire Demon.
0: Yeah. Also unbeatable.
1: Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, number three, I'll go with Shiva because I love her diamond dust attack and her, her design is just gorgeous. I I think it's so pretty. She's a babe.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Number two is Bahamut because he's just really powerful and I think that's kind of cool. And big dragons, gotta love them. He's the big boss. Yeah. And number one is Yojimbo because you have to pay him to, uh, (laughs) make him attack. And I just think that's kind of an interesting, uh... I don't know, mechanic.
0: Yeah, me and Casey are big Yojimbo fans. Because he, he was, was the one who kind of like made me play Final Fantasy X after I'd kind of skipped over it. And he mm-hmm. was always like, dude, just wait till you get Yojimbo. This freaking mercenary won't even help you out until you line his pockets. <laughs> i like, I like this guy already. I just
2: like to point out, not a single one of us pick Knights of the Round.
0: Yeah, I, I was thinking fair. that too. I, like, I
2: thought I thought for sure somebody would pick well, Knights I, there. I the
0: I had to give them a spite omission because it takes so long to watch their yeah, sequence that thing takes and you can't skip it. So <laughs> you guys get double middle fingers for me. Okay, fair enough. Even though they are essential to beating the hardest encounters in Final Fantasy VII. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so the last one. This one is kind of more introspective, you know. Mm-hmm. I had to think. I guess it, it was easier to think of which ones were my favorite, mm-hmm. but it's much deeper question as to why. So the top five JRPG storylines or Ooh. plots, however you want to say, cutting to the
2: core of the genre, yep. right here.
0: yeah. And so this is—it's almost synonymous with just the best games because story is such—you know—it's uh, tied so closely to like what a JRPG is. Mm-hmm. And so, Kathleen, what are your top five JRPG storylines?
1: In number five, I have to go with Ease 4, Memories of Celsetta. I know I've mentioned it a couple times already, but I really love the story. Hey, you're the it, boss uh, of your list. Yep, yep. But uh, no, I just I adore the fact that even though it's the fourth game in the series, it's not the fourth game in the timeline, and where it falls in the timeline is integral to the games after it. And it just, oh, it makes me so happy. I actually, when I finished it, I, I cried because it was just like, oh, this is so sweet. And I just want to go and play the other games all over again because ah. I've got a new perspective on it.
0: Maddie would, or Nick's sister Maddie would love to hear that because she is the ultimate end of game crier.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I cry all the time. I'm a big, big old cry baby. Um, in I'm... fact, all of these games made me cry multiple times now that I'm looking at them. Um, Same here, f- actually. Uh, number four is Radiant Historia again Mm. it's probably the best instance of time travel I've seen done in a video game um, because the choices even though there are only so many that actually progress the story they are integral to the story and they do matter
0: it's just Um, like like the concept of having those two storylines and you keep changing one mm -hmm. and it affects the other and back and forth back and forth
1: and you have to learn something from a different timeline and bring it back and it's so awesome no, it, it's so well done. Uh, number three is A Tear of Vermilion, because never before in a video game had I seen that much pixelated blood.
0: <laughs>
1: um nice. And the fact that it happened so early in the game, I I was just heartbroken and doing everything in my power to try and fix what had happened. And of course, in the end, it doesn't always work out like that. So being vague, yay. <laughs> um... Number two is probably the game that got me back into gaming, Tales of Fantasia.
2: Ooh, Nick is gonna be mad about that. Why am I gonna be mad about that? You don't like Tales of Fantasia. I oh no, I sorry, I thought like you Simphonia. sorry I thought you said Symphony, never mind. Sorry, I don't like it either. Sorry.
1: <laughs>
3: she she likes she doesn't like it for the same reason I don't like it. Nick it's is too like Kathleen, like, Tales of
1: <laughs> She's like,
0: this is why we're this is why we're buzz, Kathleen. Yep. <laughs>
1: but yeah, Tales of Fantasia. I got to the end and never had I felt so guilty about being a game. Because it, it shifts the whole dynamic of what the story is actually about on you. And I just thought that was so masterfully done. And my number one, which shouldn't surprise Nick at all, Trails in the Sky, first and second chapter.
0: Yeah. And
1: probably third chapter when it comes out in a few months. He um, he,
0: he nods with a knowing look.
1: And and I, I say they are two games combined because they are pretty much the same game. You could just lump them all together and you'd have about 100 hours of JRPG goodness. Hmm. And, yeah, I, I can't say anything because pretty much anything would be a spoiler, but the cliffhanger between first and second chapter was so cruel. And then to add a four and a half year wait in between that cliffhanger is just, oh, but Brutal. it was so worth it, it the, was the so payoff worth it. was worth it. It was oh, like wow. I wasn't even mad that I had to wait four and a half years to, to get to the next morning. <laughs> essentially,
3: it wasn't it was actually unknown that we were we were going to get this. this yeah, same chapter.
1: They, they said they were going to do it, and then it got delayed, and then it got postponed indefinitely, and then they attached Carpe Fulger onto the uh, translation team, and then slowly, one day in October, um, I think shortly after my birthday, they said, "Oh yeah, by the way, pigs are going to fly in a week." <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, I remember they literally just put a picture of pigs flying on their Twitter yep. account. I'm like, okay, and
1: everybody <laughs> lost their mind. Yeah, that's and then good. of course, a couple months later, they're like, "Oh yeah, by the way." uh a priest and a nun walk into a game and everyone's like, no, we're not getting our hopes up. You're not doing to this. <laughs> like, nope, nope, nope. And then it was announced the next day and I, and I cried at the announcement cause I'm a big cry baby. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's okay. So yeah, this fine.
0: is this is a safe space. This is a yep. safe space. <laughs> so, so a, f- a fine top five to be sure. Uh, so I'm going to start mine. At number five is Sukaden Two, mm, okay. and uh, a big part of the storyline is the huge cast of characters and what each of them individually brings into the game, which is huge, huge amounts. And like I've found that each person who's played through Sukaden Two has a different like host of characters that have become their favorites, and like that they, mm. you know, like have taken under their wing as their their core group. And it's like there's something for everybody, you know. There's and plus, the story, like the main story itself, is really engrossing too. It's not one that's particularly fantastic. It's what a lot of political intrigue involved, so it's got everything. It's super mature storyline. Um, so, *Suzukin* two, number five, number four is *Final Fantasy twelve. Kind mm. of almost very similar reasons. Like the characters are some of the best. Uh, it's been really interesting dynamic how Vaughn, like the quote unquote protagonist <laughs> isn't necessarily like the true protagonist. It's kind of no. everyone shares the load mm-hmm. equally. And it's like an ensemble cast, which I guess a lot of people there drew a lot of people's ire, but I kind of appreciate that about it. I think it works really well. Mm-hmm. And uh, number three is final fantasy nine, which uh, keeping to the JRPG like theme here, like the, the characters are the most important part of that game and bring the most charm And everything else about it is a great game too, but that is the first thing that always comes to mind, is the the characters that comprise the plot. And then the depth that the story gets to Like in discs three and four is like you never even would have dreamed of in the first two discs. So it gets really serious and awesome. Number two is Chrono Cross for almost the exact same reason. Mm. Uh, Anytime you can pull off a story involving a lot of time travel and timeline jumping... And multiple worlds, and keep it coherent is pretty impressive. Yeah. And then you throw mm-hmm. you throw in like the emotion that that like all time soundtrack brings to it, and yeah, that's so good. Pretty much untouchable <laughs> as far as story goes. And you guys have to think about my number one pick for exactly Whoa. zero seconds. What do you think about this. You have no <laughs> idea what it's going to be. <laughs> Xenogears best story I've <laughs> yeah. ever played. Uh, throw in some giant freaking robots. And some mm. hyper advanced ancient civilizations, and you've pretty much got me hook line and sinker and plus it's like as far as love stories and a jrpg goes like it this one feels so real like there's like a a passion and like a a believability to it mm-hmm. it's like i don't know it feels the story of X years is so like human, yeah, and it's like touching on themes of like life and death and religion and reincarnation it's like more than a game has ever been to me before, plot-wise, so can't recommend it enough.
2: Very nice, very nice, sir.
0: Yes, I pass pass the torch to you, Taylor.
2: Uh, All right, I think mine will be very predictable as well, but nonetheless, here we go. Uh, Number five is Final Fantasy VII, I think, simply because there's just so much nostalgia. i played that game so many times, I feel like I know those characters so well, like the story of Cloud and what he goes through and just him figuring out who he really is and, and the loss. Like, that was really the first game where, like, a major character... Like, that I've encountered where, like, a major character dies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, definitely Seven's a great one. Um, <clears throat> number four, Grandia. Just because it's, like, a classic kid going on an adventure story. Mm-hmm. And it and it was, to me, playing it many years after the fact, it was really unique in that your characters don't stay with you. They're just, like, they're there for a part of the game and then they leave and you never see it again. I just thought that was cool. It's just... It's just like life, you know, like sometimes you encounter these people and then you just don't ever see them again. That's Mm. just what happens, you know?
0: Yeah, it's not always wrapped up in a nice little bow.
2: Exactly. Um, Number three, uh, I'm going to say Final Fantasy Tactics. Um, Just because there's a lot of political intrigue, there's so much like bobbing and weaving of like crazy stuff that happens. Like you have this friend, Delita, who's just like this poor kid and like rises through the ranks and like you almost swap roles where like you're on the run as Ramza and you're just trying to fight for what's right. Right. Even though that means fighting against your own family and stuff like that.
0: At first you're, you are the royalty and Delita is like the peasant Mm -hmm. and then he rises to power and becomes King and you're on the run. Yeah,
2: exactly. And there's just so many like interesting little characters you meet along the way and uh, the twists and turns and like, realizations your your own family makes and other characters make and stuff like that. So it's just up until the very last second is intriguing. Mm-hmm. Um, so
0: one last thing on that. One of the best parts about FFT is that at the end of the game, like, you know, you're the hero and you saved everyone and like life as we know it, but yeah. nobody knows that. And like, as far as yeah. everyone knows, like you're still this heretic who like died in disgrace. Yeah. You know? And it's like, I don't know. It's just really interesting. Like the yeah. Kind of dynamic. I,
2: I like characters that are, that are that they're like the understated, like I don't want the glory type of characters, and they're just like I just did the right thing because to me it was the right thing to do, even if it yeah. meant sacrificing myself. In so, obscurity. Yeah. yeah, totally. So I can I can totally appreciate Rams' character. Uh, number two, I'm gonna go with Lunar Silver Star story. Really? Uh, yeah. Um, a curveball. Yeah. Just Tim um, again, to me that is like the prototypical JRPG. I love just this, the simplicity of it in a weird way, because you kind of always know where the story's going. I think one thing that Neil Druckmann said that I think reigns very true is what makes a great video game story is a simple plot but complex characters, and I feel like Lunar has that, where there's there's just so many facets to these characters. Like, you think you know them and you don't. Um, or they just have, I don't know, they're just memorable in a lot of ways. Um, so I would say that as number two, and then number one's obvious, uh, Persona 4. Um those characters have affected me like no other game ever has uh playing it a second time is hard because you know what the mystery is but like playing through the first time like trying to figure out the mystery like the murder mystery along the way was just super fascinating um and like it it was one of the few games that got me really emotional like at the end of the game when you get on that train and you go home i felt like i was saying goodbye to these characters and it, it sounds super weird i know i've said this many many times on this podcast but it that's just how it was. That's how well that game n- connects you with these characters. Um, to,
0: to name drop Nick's sister Maddie again, she was a mess when she beat that game. Oh, I bet. <laughs> she, she
3: was a mess when she beat Trails of Cold Steel, too. <laughs> that's she funny. Was, she was crying, and she dropped the
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, so, like That's one of those things that like someone who's not into games like this is just like... I don't understand that at all. You know? Yeah, she's n- like, totally. it "Better not
3: end right here." And I knew it was going to end. Yep. <laughs> so right when it ended, and I'm like, "To be continued." And she just literally went. Ah! <laughs> Drops the oh. controller. Oh. Yeah. And well, then, at
1: least the next one comes out soon. Poor exactly.
0: little lamb. Yep. And then
2: just one last little tidbit. I think another thing that it kind of ties the bow up nice in this story is. The game's over, but then the after credits scene, you guys kind of get back together and all the characters look differently and stuff like that. So that's, that's
3: only if you get the true ending and you get everything. Which I've done mm-hmm. yeah. in yeah.
2: Golden. So, yeah, Persona 4, favorite game, best story.
0: Boom. Boom.
3: All right, my turn. Uh, mine's uh, Nick. E- mine's easy because you've said, like, all the games
0: that <laughs> I've done already. Uh, this is wrapping up the, the whole shebang, by yeah. the way. So,
3: so it's, um, okay. Tactics, obviously. Mm. N- it could be anything. Number five. Number five. Number four. Persona. Four or NZ. any? Which one? Four. Okay. Persona four. Uh, since you already said Grandia one, oh. I'm going to say Grandia two. Okay. Grandia two has a. Uh, it's so, a diff-
0: so you're saying that they're comparable quality of story? Yes. Sweet.
3: Uh, different. It's hard to st- do. Different story. A completely different type of characters. It's it's a. The trope light versus darkness. Mm. Yeah. But uh, it's done in a very good way. Okay. Uh, you
0: put that as an honorable mention in the drug yes. section. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, number four, uh, number
3: two, tear for million. The same wow. thing. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. So I said that. And that's why she took mine. <laughs> I thought no one was going to say that. Uh, that's a very good, uh, very good story. It made me tear up a little bit. Um, mm. and number one, tales of destiny. <laughs>
2: wow, tales of cold steel is not on there at all, huh? No,
3: because it's not done. I, oh. don't know the, I don't know the story yet. Oh, okay. Well, that's a
0: very macro approach to that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm impressed.
3: So, yeah, Trails of Destiny, great story. Um, Trails of Destiny. Trails, Trails, of Trails, Trails of Destiny. The best <laughs> game of I all
1: mean, time. I mean, it would be a fun game, I'm sure.
2: <laughs> but... Um, <The> ultimate crossover.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, great, great story. Like, the first part of the story isn't even the main story. It's like a subplot. It's great. But, yeah, great characters, great everything. It's just... Very tropy as well, but, you know, I love everything about that game.
0: Okay, so, awesome. thus concludes our top five of the top five of the whatever the name of this segment is. <laughs> <laughs> and so, <laughs> in the sake of time, I'm just going to summarize what I think was the top five. Okay. Of the top five. Five, I'm going to have to go vehicles. Yeah. Because it was... It was simple you know it's kind of like oh this one's cool that one's cool sure four i'm gonna go summons Mm -hmm. because basically it's the same thing it's choosing based on which one looks coolest we're actually doing this i thought this was a joke uh (laughs) no this is called a bit nick except i think bits are supposed to be funny but whatever we're gonna power through it (laughs) (laughs) three is storylines just because it's uh simplistic you know it's like which and it's plus really subjective too yeah but two is battle systems yeah because i feel like that's Usually, the most interesting part of of a JRPG, yeah, is like, or the most defining feature of one, and one is obviously which which tropes are the best. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was freaking hilarious, yeah. and it helps us expose the sillier parts of JRPGs that deserve to be ridiculed. I,
2: I think I probably would have done that exact list that Me way. Too. Yeah, <laughs>
0: here. and that's the top five of the top fives in the top five episode.
2: So do we have time to do back of the box? or We
0: have time. I don't know if he has yeah, time. Yeah, I have enough time to throw down. I mean, it it, we, it won't even take that long, really. Okay. So we can ju- we can just bang this out real quick to see who's the victor. <laughs> All
2: right. So for, the, for listeners that don't know what this is, basically what Connor's going to do is read descriptions from the back of game boxes, and we're going to have to try to guess what the game is. Uh, we say our name if we want to buzz in. If we get it wrong, we can no longer... Uh, call for the rest of the round unless yeah. all three of us have got the answer wrong
0: right and then you think of the correct answer then you get a right
2: shot. uh and i think that's pretty much it whoever has the most at the end will win we have an extra in case there's a tiebreaker
0: um but yeah oh and kathleen we've never played this with someone who's not here so <laughs> uh just best of luck to you Yep, <laughs> <laughs> my best. oh yeah you say you say your own name <laughs> to buzz in by yep. the way. Yep. Uh, if Taylor didn't say that. I usually don't listen to what he says, so <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so also, uh, I'm a little bit of a different host, so I'll have some different quirks. I will give out the system that it's on if you guys are, are starting to slow down a little bit or if okay. I think you're not catching on. Okay. But like Taylor, I will omit uh, proper names and stuff that are dead giveaways. Okay. So uh, Remember, that doesn't. I, I still know the game. <laughs> Jake Coon. (laughs) Oh, yeah, right. (laughs) You cheating, cheating bastard. All right,
2: this will be fun. I've never played this. I've never been on this end of it.
0: All right. I have a couple in here that might be toughies, so I'm going to be giving out hints, but I feel like that works out just as well. Okay. Okay. Live the legend, then make your own. In the fabled kingdom of blank, the mighty (laughs) blank has (laughs) awoken. Join the hunt for... I'll give that name. Princess Cisna, as an ancient myth, is reborn in an epic RPG from level five. Acclaimed creators. Taylor.
2: Uh, Dark Cloud.
0: Uh, Ugh. Fail. Dang it's it. a level five game. Creators of Rogue Galaxy. It's up to Nick or Kathleen, whoever wants to buzz first. Wait, say it again. Uh, you wanted me to read it again? Yeah. Okay. Live the legend, then make your own. In the fabled kingdom of blank, the mighty blank has awoken. Join uh, the hunt for Princess Cisna as an ancient myth is reborn in an epic.
3: White Knight Chronicles. Yeah. <laughs> Dang it.
0: <laughs> I had I had to start off with your favorite game of all time, obviously. <laughs> so that's one point for Nick.
3: Bing. You and know, w- w- the reason I got that is because it said
2: Makers from Rogue Galaxy. And yeah, I didn't was. hear that until after. That. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah.
0: I thought you had me dead to rights when you buzzed in there, Taylor. But All right. Nick won. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: right. All right. Uh, this one has been brought up on this episode already. Okay. So, uh, that kingdom's not going to save itself. You only got into the blank nights because your dad was famous. You just might prove yourself worthy if your smart mouth doesn't get you killed first. Dive headfirst into a highly detailed interactive world that could only be realized by the creators of the Star Ocean series. Explore your surroundings by kicking everything in sight, from furniture to sheep oh, to Taylor, people.
2: Radiata stories. Yeah. yeah,
1: that gave it away when you started kicking I, I knew, stuff. I knew the kicking detail
0: <laughs> would be a dead giveaway. Because
2: I was like, Mega Man Legends? No, because I know in it's Mega it's Man really Legends...
1: literally a detail on the back of the box. Yeah, you
0: literally <laughs> kick everything in the game. And you can kick people and they want to fight you. Yeah, you can, you can pick a fight with anybody in the entire game just by kicking them twice. But you
2: can also kick like potted plants and they have like, items in them and stuff like that, or trash cans.
0: Oh, and it also has the answer here to how many characters there are in Radiata Stories. Which is how many? 175. Wow. Jeez. Wow. That's a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, if we got past that, there would have been some more details that would have given it to you, Nick. Yeah. Okay. All right, so one Nick, one Taylor. Mm-hmm. Zero uh, Kathleen. Uh, oh. I might have to I might have to throw this one out just because it might be too, too insane. Easy? Okay. No, no, dude, no. The no, insane my, ones no, are No, the, the two easy ones are fun because then it's a speed battle. <laughs> sure. Uh yeah i'll save that one for last okay uh (laughs) meet your blank for the first time ever rpg fanatics are given the chance to be true game designers rpg maker yeah dang it (laughs) (laughs) i knew that one would go i remember that box art oh wow uh okay this one i think will be really really fast again okay uh it has been brought up the dark hour begins anew Taylor. dang it yeah. Persona Three. Yeah. Dang it! Dang it. <laughs> the dark hour. That one's a little too fresh in his mind, <laughs> I guess. All right, Nick's got three. Taylor's got one. Time to make a and still got
1: nothing. <laughs> uh, I, I
0: feel bad though because you're you're at a disadvantage.
1: It's all good. It's all good.
0: No, but y- you'll make your glorious comeback. I know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> okay. So if I give you guys the system for this one, then I know it'll be a dead giveaway. So I'm gonna read the. Wait till the end yeah, to read exactly. the system. Okay. The fate of Blank is in your hands. Wow, that really gives it away, doesn't it? <laughs> when Blank and his friends open an ancient magical tome, their small town is trans...
2: Nick, of Tactics Advance.
0: Uh, God damn it. <laughs> Dang. It. Did I just pick these off his shelf or something?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even know what that game's about, yeah. He's uh, just,
0: ever before we get here for every episode, he's just reading the backs of boxes on the internet. You son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or he's just too good at this. That too. <laughs> uh, okay okay let's go with this one the th- uh, the 32 meg quest begins the, mo- uh, the millennium a portal is opened the chain of time is broken a young man is transported into the past altering the course of history and the outcome of the future he has to find his way home but first he must travel to the outer edges of time to repair the world's chronology on the way he encounters strange friends and foes utilizes incredible devices Nick? and vehicles chronocross and penetrates and neutralizes the fortresses of the past present and future a paradox has been created if he does not restore the order of time nothing will ever be the same he is the one who will become a hero he is blank want the system
2: sure
3: no get the system after they can't figure it
0: out you want another moment of deliberation can you read it one more time it's pretty long okay (laughs) (laughs) okay The millennium, a portal is opened, the chain of time is broken, a young man is transported into the past, altering the course of history and the outcome of the future. He has to find his way home, but first he must travel to the outer edges of time to repair the world's chronology. Uh, On the way, he encounters strange friends and foes, utilizes incredible devices and vehicles, and penetrates and neutralizes the fortresses of the past, present, and future. A paradox has been created. If he does not restore the order of time, nothing will ever be the same. He is the one who will become a hero. He is Chrono. Oh, t- Taylor. That? that was like... Uh, I don't can know. You give it to her because she has a lag. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> and it was at the same time, so that means... Chrono Trigger? First. Yes. Oh. Exactly. Uh, I figured it would be a giveaway once I got one. to that part. Okay,
3: I heard 32 Megs, so I thought 3D. So yeah. that's why I picked Cross.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I didn't even know what that was referring to. Bit. Yeah,
3: I know.
2: But that's why I picked it. I knew it was a Chrono game.
3: Uh.
0: Hmm. thought it might
2: have been... Radiant Historia, but I don't know anything about that game.
3: Because <laughs> the, the game. No, wait, wait. I should have done that. I was an idiot. No. Oh. Because okay. Chrono
2: Trigger begins
3: at New Year's Eve. Oh,
2: in I didn't know mm-hmm. that. Okay.
0: Do, 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 do. Okay, next one. Uh, Y'all know this one's coming. Oh, wait, never mind. I'm going to switch. <laughs> I'm going to switch because I think that probably just gave it away. Uh, <laughs> okay, so this is kind of a. Uh, This is a PS1 RPG. I feel like it's just necessary to say that first. Okay. Because it's uh, one that I don't think we have played. Okay. A rich and... Wait. That's just a review. Enter a vast frontier where seven quests are taken one hero at a time. A wizard's dark destiny, a woman's revenge, even a robot's search for his soul. Seven amazing adventures that weave into one. Yours. 140 hours of gameplay. 30 regions of time and space to explore deep battle and magic system features the free scenario system for open-ended gaming a separate and unique adventure awaits each hero how many can you survive so i'm gonna read the first sentence again taylor yeah i'm gonna say saga frontier boom yes there you go yeah Uh, i was thinking of saying
2: two because I played one, and I don't remember a robot. <laughs> I
0: thought the seven different quests thing would give it away.
2: That the, I knew it was Saga Frontier. I just didn't know if it was one or two. I didn't know if you were going to be evil that like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, for sure. So, moving on. Two,
3: four, one.
0: Mm-hmm. So, this is another... Um, don't you have three, Nick? I
3: don't know. Do I have three? I thought I had four. Uh,
0: you had... Wait, let me see. If this adds up... Yeah, you have... You have uh, yeah, yeah, four. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. So, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. PS1 RPG, huh. you know too much. The incident you witnessed at the JDF base has drawn you into a global conspiracy. Now, your best chances survi- f- uh, for survival lie in a handful of shady characters and your giant battle machines. Turn based combat. Nick, d- dang it. What? Front mission three. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Xenogears and screw it up. I was hoping.
2: I mean, as soon as you said turn, turn. Oh, well.
0: Yeah. Yep. All right. right. Well, let's go with this one then. Stand tall and shake the heavens. A mysterious organization is turning the tides of a century-long war with ancient technology, giant combat robots known as Nick. Gears. okay, <laughs> where are you at on that? I game? don't know. I you're just asleep. I
3: what? Xenogears Gears. Yeah. <laughs>
0: okay. Well, you know, sometimes <laughs> games aren't meant to be played. I guess. Yep. Uh okay this one this one I'm curious if you guys will just get in general a legendary tale of betrayal and self-destruction abuse derived from greedy let me start over abuse derived from the greediness of man the powers of a magical creature betrayed will man realize his mistakes before irreparable damage is done armed with a magical sword and the will to survive lead blank and his cohorts to the redemption of man pursue a quest to save the world and discover a place where legends are born Discover the Legend of Blank. New combat system based on fighting games. Discover special combinations for more effective attacks. Beautiful realistic graphics with full polygons. Oh, wow. Hundreds of 3D enemies that react with a full range of motion. Punch, kick, and slash. Discover special combinations. Taylor... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I was just yes. waiting for you to get it. Oh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Nick, you're terrible. All right, well, let's see if you get, get this one. Nick, you're terrible. This this one, I wouldn't even get this one. But uh, to save the future, you must uncover the past. 4,000 years into a war-torn future, Earth has been abandoned and mankind forges its existence in deep space, locked in an epic battle for survival against the malevolent alien Gnosis. The search continues for the Zohar, a legendary artifact rumored to be capable of eradicating the Gnosis and ushering uh, in an a era. cat. Yes?
1: I think it might be Xenosaga? Boo!
2: Oh, wow. Did you know that, Nick? Mm, yep. Oh. Nick had this look on his face like he might have known. but I was, I was, pretty about, to re- I, I was about
0: to read the name, too. I remember that game
1: because I played it for three hours and then returned it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was about to read the names of the characters, too, so... But you got it before that. so I
3: was, th- I was thinking, actually, Xenoblade X. That's what I was thinking. thinking. I'm like,
2: that might be Xenoblade, but I beat that game, and I'm like, that doesn't sound like any of the
0: characters that I remember.
1: I needed to hear if they were searching for something, because I remember them looking for something in, you know, space. Right,
0: right, right. <laughs> Well, Nick runs away with it, but everyone yeah. retains their dignity. <laughs> <laughs>
2: there's, there's one more. Do you want to just do the last one for fun, or do you have a tiebreaker? Uh, or there th-
0: actually isn't one more. Oh, okay.
2: Just kidding then. <laughs> and I by was the awesome. way, I, was, I actually knew it was Legend of
3: Legea. I wasn't joking. I was
2: just waiting for Taylor to get it. Well, he looked at me like, yeah, I was just like, yeah,
0: <laughs> the entire time. Well, we'll have to expand outside JRPGs for the next one, because obviously Nick has the uh, monopoly on the market here. Exactly. Well, don't I do that with, like, everything? <laughs> <laughs> wow, we got the big talker over here. I, <laughs> I guess. don't. I you just, beat yeah, him go. once, right, Connor? Yeah. yeah. Kinda, yeah
3: kinda, be your ass. That what hasn't come out yet. What it? Hopefully it's out before Oh, this. yeah,
0: that's a good point. But, anyway. That's why
3: I haven't released it because I lost.
0: This, this concludes <laughs> a very wacky episode of the Giant Sword podcast where we're all uh, burning the candle at both ends going a little loopy. Mm-hmm. And a
1: special thanks
0: to Kathleen for being very yeah. awesome and providing us with her whists.
1: Yeah, anytime, anytime.
0: And she also has a golden voice for radio, I might add.
1: Aw, thank you.
0: But uh, yeah, that's it. Check us out on our social media pages. And uh, what's that? Give links. Links. Uh, go ahead, Nick. All right.
3: <laughs> so check us out on Facebook at uh, Last Honest Gamers, slash Last Honest Gamers. That's our Facebook. Uh, Twitter is at LHD Podcast. And uh, be sure to review us on iTunes. And if you're listening to on YouTube, be sure to comment,
2: subscribe, and like. Boom, boom, mm-hmm. boom. And then a, a quick shout-out to uh, Kathleen. You can follow her at, at Raychana, <laughs> R-A-I-C-H-A-N-A. And then you have a Twitch channel. Is that the same name? Twitch.tv yep, slash pretty Raychana? pretty much
1: anywhere you find Raychana, it's most likely me.
2: Okay, cool. Yeah, she does a lot of like live drawing stuff. So if you're into that, definitely go check it out.
1: Hells yeah.
0: All and right, and with
2: that, we're out. Boogly.